ready. I have to apologize for that. We haven't even started yet, and it's annoying. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. In three, two, one, we are live. Welcome to The Hive. This is your host, Brian Wright, with my co-host. How y'all doing? Carl Baby K. Roberson. So what's up, man? Nothing, man. Relaxing. Just got done with the holidays, getting back into the grind fully. Yeah, so how were your holidays? We didn't really do too much between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, it was good, you know. Enjoyed it. Uh, little one had a good holiday, and that's all that really matters. That is all that matters. For real, because at this time, we don't get shit. No, we definitely don't. <laughs> I, me, you, fuck. John, Look at me, man. Yeah, Come I on wish now. you would ask for something. Shit. And I, I have, like, my wife, Christmas Day was 18 weeks pregnant, so we are dead in the middle of this pregnancy too so is she getting like the pregnant attitude now <laughs> I, I i can't answer no, this question <laughs> i can't answer she I, might listen to this i plead no. the fifth <laughs> i will i will be honest my wife is actually in much better spirits this time than the first time around that's because she's used to it. yeah well she's also working like a mad person so it's it's rough. Uh, it's both of us having retail schedules, plus all this shit. It's a lot. So it's all good. I'm definitely not going to complain because my son was so happy on Christmas. He said, "This is the best day of my life ever," and I was like, "Okay, you just made my day. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. That's all this I needed to know." This is life. Yeah. So that was awesome. I, I was very excited to have a good Christmas with my boy like that, and then uh, roll into the new year. And man, the one thing that kills me with the new year is this whole. New year, new you. New year, new me. Like, oh, no, shut stop. up. Stop. This one kills me. I love just watching people and they're like, new year, new me, and then two weeks later, back to the same shit. Of course. That's just the way it goes. It's just one big marketing scam. People are preying on the weakness that they have. All these people, like, convinced they need to be fixed, but they don't realize that they're not going to change their behavior. They're just buying bullshit products. I got dark on that, didn't you I? You did. You got Damn. Kind of dark real The one that kills me is juice cleanses. I think juice cleanses are the Someone biggest scam Someone actually asked me ever. about that. Someone's like, what are the best juice cleanses you... I'm like, you literally can eat healthy and drink water, and you will cleanse yourself. Your body will cleanse itself. That's what it was designed to do. Yeah. That's what your liver and kidneys exactly. do. Exactly. I'm like, so what are you going to cleanse for? You're going to cleanse, lose like 10 pounds, stop the cleanse, next day eat, it is back. Basically, you're going to drink so much juice that you're going to get a sugar high so that you feel like you have more energy, and you're just going to crap a lot, so you're going to be like, wow, I'm detoxing. Look at all this stuff come out of me. But if you don't eat, and you put all that sugar and all that fiber in your body, what do you think is going to happen? Because yeah, I know about sugar. What was that? I know about sugar. Yeah, you and sugar are really good friends. Yeah, that's a problem. I know. <laughs> How do you get through fight camp without sugar? Uh, Fake sugar, right? Nah, uh, alternatives. Something that make you feel like you might be getting sugar, <laughs> like uh, seltzer waters. Uh, sometimes I do the Neos, like the Neo little droplets. So, yeah. So I take like fake, fake Kool-Aid, which is very depressing, but still happy at the same time. You're not a soda drinker, though. Nah, you're you're a soda. juice drinker. I'm a juice drinker. I'll drink a whole gallon of orange juice and apple juice in one sitting. Apple juice and orange juice? I like the mix. You oh know? Do you God. know how most people, this is how you know I'm a fat sugar guy. You know how most people mix uh, alcohol and eggnog? You, I mix juice. With eggnog? Yes. Apple juice and eggnog. Oh, my God. Does that come you with see, a, does that the drink look, come the, with a bowl of toilet paper? The look on your face, exact same look I got from everybody who's seen me do it. Boy. You're like, you nasty little bitch. I'm like, and I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Oof. It was amazing. But the you got, shit you got, out of it is you is gotta You got to have the right mixture. You have to have the right levels. Oh, of okay. what, Like, you can't put too much eggnog because it's going to be thick, like a weird sugary taste at the end. You can't put too much. I've never associated dairy with binding. I'll tell you a funny one. I was out at UFC when Greg Soto fought on New Year's Day. It was actually the card. Frank Yeager fought uh, Gray Maynard. Yeah. Which one? First time or the second? I think it was the first one. And... And Greg's sitting there, he's getting nervous, he's got to eat his meal before we go to the arena, and he's like, get me this sandwich, and make sure they put a lot of cheese on it. The Brazilians told me, if you put cheese on your sandwich, it'll plug you up. I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, he wanted like avocado and cheese on a turkey sandwich. I'm like, oh Fucking my god, disgusting. you're going to shit well, yourself no, in a cage. That sounds actually pretty good. It sounds good, but not before a fight. Well... For normal people, it clogs them up. But for like people like us, I don't know. I'll be clogged for like an hour, and then all hell's breaking loose. Have you ever had to go to the bathroom before a fight? No, I'll go. No, you've never, you never gotten wrapped up, and they call your name, and you're like, oh, I might have to go. No, because you, you see me, I, I get yeah. up and I just go to the bathroom. I'm gonna force it out. I'm yeah, gonna go to yeah. I'm gonna force it. Out. I'm not gonna be in that situation. I don't want it. I know. 
shit on my gloves, shit on my uh, wraps. It's just I don't want to be that person ever who like shit in the cage. That poor girl. Yeah, What's but she oh. she was got put to sleep. So that was that was that was I like shit or die. And she owned it. She yeah. hopped immediately. Like she walked out of the cage, went on Instagram, and was like, "Oh, that was a shitty experience." Ha ha ha. And I'm like, "Wow, you really own <laughs> she that." She had to. You have she, to. She had to get you ahead of to. that. She had to get ahead oh of it. Oh my god. She didn't. Because the internet's ruthless. ruthless. If you don't touch it, they're gonna they're gonna you make alive. you die. Oh my god. You gotta wait for the next uh, next something to happen so you stop being headlines. It's so funny. People don't realize when you're when you're at the level that you get to with like a UFC level, the amount of eyeballs you have means that there are a tremendous amount of trolls following you around. For real. Like you think your normal life trolls suck? Wait until you get that like thirteen year old kid sitting in his yeah. bedroom watching every single aspect of UFC, nitpicking you to death and you know, hates every aspect about you. Corey I mean, Corey Anderson, there are some people that have posted stuff on his Instagram that I'm like, damn, that that went from like, I really hate that you're a wrestler and you're black. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen? Uh, that went left quick. <laughs> that was like, wait a minute. Like, that's, that's the, you just wanted to like, soft serve it yeah, and shoot. Like, you, I, you know what you really wanted to I say. I don't think you're a wrestle hater. I think you're just a racist. <laughs> God damn. Like, don't, don't wrestling and do nothing to you. Like, yeah. you racist just own it. Fuck it. It's really funny how that works. So you watch any other sports during the break? No, no. I'm, I really don't watch sports like that at all. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I only watch UFC because I'm into it. But other sports are just like stupid. <laughs> baseball is too slow. Baseball. Now I used to play baseball, so I understand it. But it's so much fuckery, as in the steroids and how they only hype like certain people. Yeah. It's like okay, well, fuck, am I actually watching? I think that's sports in general, though. Yeah. That's uh, football, since the new rules, I don't really watch it because it made everybody soft. You can't hit this guy this time. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like, like it's football. It's a context. I still like football. I think that I, I love college football for some reason. College, I, that's because college football don't have the same rules as uh, professional football. College football, people are trying to kill each other. If you see how they hit each other, like you even pay attention, they're trying to kill each other. There's there's a rivalry. There's intensity. Yeah. It's different. There's it's li- tradition. It's, it's like yeah. It's a, I mean, like my family's a Notre Dame family. My father played at Notre Dame. My uncle, my grandfather, my mom went there. So everybody I have like but no, you. Everybody but me. I could have. I just decided not to. But uh, awkward. Yeah. Thanks a lot <laughs> throwing that one out there. But no, like for me, so that's like a family tradition thing. So that's like a family honor. It's crazy how people get so wrapped up in yeah. it. Where I don't feel that way with pro sports pro sports uh, these guys get paid so much money i don't feel that way about it but i will say that if you watch how plays break down in the nfl versus college it's a whole nother level yeah definitely i mean it's way it's an art yeah, it's it definitely. more of a science i yeah. should say not an art where college i would say is more like an abstract painting but yeah. you know the nfl is more like a chemistry experiment yeah. they know exactly what's going on yeah. And I think a lot, too, there's a lot of really high-level mm-hmm. thought in football, too, in terms of, I think, as a coach that leads you know, young people into battle in a lot of ways, football does have a lot of solid yeah, think for that. There, I mean, those guys, football, football, football it's a contact sport. Football, it, it's, football it's and combat. wrestling are the most. Wrestling is a whole other level. Yeah, but they're the most closest to MMA. But yeah. wrestling is MMA, has MMA. Wrestling. is part of MMA. So is football, if you think about it. The culture of wrestling is a whole other thing. Yeah. Football, you have teamwork. And the one thing that I, I don't know if people understand is how much MMA really is a team situation. Because you can't you can't train by yourself. Yeah. Wrestling's different. There's a lot of personal pain in wrestling yeah. because the conditioning is so important. Wrestling, there's a lot of time by yourself in the conditioning room killing yourself. But MMA, you can only spend so much time doing that. Yeah. The rest of the time, it's you and a lot of other people. And you've got to learn how to get along. You've got to stay motivated. You've got to keep your training partners motivated yeah. so that they push you. And that's why I think the parallels between coaching in football and coaching in MMA are, are a little bit closer. Technically, obviously, they're different. But in terms of that, that group effort situation. So that's, that's my take on that. Did you see Star Wars? No. You still haven't seen it? No. Mike oh went to God. go see it, though. He told me it was amazing. I thought it was amazing, too. Mm-hmm. I can't believe people are hating on it. Well, that's because most people hate on the people like... Uh, I heard old, s- old, I heard old people like me that yeah, wanted to stay along that old, way? Because it like, really... It went a whole other level. Yeah, that's what, that's what everybody said. It was, like, it was good. Chewbacca just came out of nowhere. Said, <laughs> well, how did Chewbacca get here? He just popped up and... Huh, huh. I don't and know. people were it, quite mad about that. It was... 
it was good. I, 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 I really enjoyed it, and my son really enjoyed it, and that was all that mattered. So that was good. What other movie came out? That I, saw? I saw Thor. I thought that Ragnarok one. I don't, I'm not a big Thor fan. It was all right. Thor is probably like the, the, the least. I think it's the weakest. The, yeah, definitely the weakest. They made it a little too funny. Like that dumb rock guy with the Australian accent, he was trying way too hard. Yeah. It, was, it was inappropriate. Thor just lost his eye, and the guy's making stupid food jokes. I didn't understand. It was it was weird. Yeah, it's Thor. I yeah, I have. I've been, we've been so busy with between life and the gym and everything. I haven't. I haven't gone out too much. There's a lot of movies out there. I think I want to see. But. I don't really go out like that. I don't like people. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of in the same boat. But the people that I do like, I like to do things with. The people I do like, it's a very short people list. I do like a, a very short list because they, they become annoying too. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Nah, people I do like, I just I get so into self. We're really not. Do. We're not playing. It's yeah, okay. Nah, but I get so into self. But by the time I'm out of my bubble, it's too late. <laughs> it's like two o'clock in the morning. Man, I was looking back at 2017, and I didn't. I it was there, but I didn't really realize that it was there. You fought four times. Yeah. Four times. Yeah. Four, four times. first round finishes. Four times injury. And it was between April and November. Four times. That's crazy. Hey, the grind. You know, like the it just fight. it just worked. Yeah, everything worked out well. It just worked. That was 2017. In regards to that, was pretty damn good. Yeah, it it that 2017 had a lot of you know this is where we're meant to be moments, which was pretty cool. And then now we're going into 18, and we have no idea where the <laughs> fight's going to be, and it's very frustrating. I think they're fighting in New York, March, right? I don't know. I think New York is March. I am really hoping for Orlando. If it's Orlando, I don't give a fuck. If I find out, I don't give a fuck. Where if it I is. find out New York is after Orlando, after I fuck up whoever's on the Orlando yeah, card, I'm there. calling. I'm like, yo, Dana, get yeah. me on a fucking New York card. If you listen to this, Dana, which you probably might not. Yeah, probably definitely. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? Get me on that. No, shit. I I think Orlando is a good one. Orlando is hot too. It's like a good hot. I just don't want to wait till March. I want to yeah, get get far. it done in February, man. March is far. I like money too. It's too far. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the hardest part about this for you as an athlete. With you gotta manage oh, money, man. right? So it lasts. You never know when the next fight's coming. Yeah. It could be a year where you have one fight, or it could be a year that you have five fights, depending but upon so how I, the, the I cards know, play out. I don't know who the fuck they think they is because I'm fighting. Yeah, I don't have to get on Twitter and start. There's so different. many targets of opportunity too. There's so many guys that I'm looking at. I'm like, whatever, I'll we'll take that. I'm we'll take anything at this point. We just want to get the work in. I like to fight. So, do you see striker? Do you, I don't see, care. Do you see McGregor is now saying that he won't fight unless he gets equity in the company. No, he said, "Pay me my worth." No, he said he wants equity in the company. He legit said he wants to come back as part owner of the company because he doesn't want to make millions. He wants to make billions. And, I understand. Can't knock the hustle, but then relinquish your title. Yeah, he's got to give that up. You give it up. Give it up. Give it up. The amount of time you to go negotiate to the, that. You want to go to the business part of it. Go to the business part. Don't don't play the fence. I think boxing, the hardest part of MMA is that on, from a business side, if you look at boxing and you see the money these guys make and you see how boxing plays out, you think, why can't MMA be there? Well, the difference between boxing and MMA is that boxing is in a league. Like, there's all the different belts, and you have all the organizations, but you do not have a UFC entity in boxing because, legally, I don't even know if they would be allowed to because of the Ali rules. So if they do the Ali Act, that would break up a lot of, I guess I'll say, monopoly UFC has. But I don't think that's a good idea. I think that the UFC, what it is and what it has, is a good thing. And I'm not saying that because we're there. But But I'm just saying. In a way, like if they Ali Act it, pay's going to go up, but... But for it's, a very few people, yeah, it's going to be super hard to get a fight. You, it's going to go back to the meanwhile. old UFC days when the roster was fifty people instead yeah. of the five hundred and fifty they have now. Yeah. So I think they need to break that down like two hundred. I think like they have too many divisions to do that. Well, not really. So, you, and uh, you still have to let's develop bring, talent. No, let's bring in like 20, 25 people a weight class. I think that shouldn't be fifty to fifty-five people a week. Like, that's the amount of people that they have fighting in combat sports today, to do that, there would have to be another league, and it would have to be a secondary league that would accept its position as secondary. They should. That was, that's what WEC was. 
And that's why I don't know why they broke they that up. They bought it and then bought everybody. Well, no, they were trying to do. Everything. Well, no, they were going to do the lower weights in WEC and the upper weights in UFC, and mm. then they brought everything in. But if they kept the WEC, they could always bring it back. You have the smaller cage. You have the smaller shows. Keep the same weights. Create WEC belts. Make that the marketer get you into the, yeah, the big much. show. You get paid a little less, but you still. That's what. That's what. Um, get paid a little less. Nah, like contender not, series. Um, money. What's What's the show? The uh, Invicta. That's the women, the one for women. Yeah, if they do the same thing, because Invicta's pretty much the that's the, the feeder pool, show, the feeder for women. For yeah, the, they need another, another one of those. I think the Contender Series could be good for that too. It I th- could be. I think the Contender Series should actually become a legitimate like series yeah, like and an keep fight doing card. it and have its own opportunity because I think the Ultimate Fighter's kind of run its course. It's still got. Mm. I can't tell you the last time I watched it. Me either. I can't. I, I can't I, remember. I didn't even watch Corey's. Truthfully, I don't. Yeah, Corey's like, yeah, I won it. I'm like, I don't know what season that was because I haven't watched. I still ask people like, um, I still ask him. He was on a show with you. Was like, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, did you see that guy Roundtree fight the other night? No, he was on. Uh, no, Khalil Roundtree. That's the, that the. Which one is that? Is that the black dude? Big black dude fought two hundred five. He yeah. fought the other night. He, went that, nuts for five minutes. He was he, supposed to fight Saki. Yeah, but he went. Um, he lost to Sanchez. Sanchez yes. wrestled fucked him. Yes, yeah. and he was supposed to fight Saki. He was gonna fight Gogan Saki, and Gohan would have killed him. Saki got hurt or whatever. Blew his knee out. But my God, Roundtree went nuts. Yeah, he went nuts for five minutes and then died. Same thing. Died. Uh, same thing. Uh, Sanchez did. No, Col- San- Sanchez did three minutes. Went nuts for three minutes. He had no respect for his opponent, and he fought this Polish kid who was really young, but had a lot of fights and, and a lot, lot of experience and a lot, a lot of heart. heart. Took a lot of punches. A lot of punches. A big dude throwing some big punches. A lot of punches, but he he can't he weathered the storm and came back for the W. He won, right? The Russian Polish kid. Yeah, the Polish kid won. Yeah, whose name I can't remember, and I feel bad calling him a kid. I can't. But I don't know who he is. That's why we need to get a PA for this. We need somebody that can like feed us the facts that we don't remember. We are having a conversation between ourselves without <laughs> the, the real info. Like making it up as we go. Um, I was not thoroughly impressed with the card the other night. I think that the co and the main events were the only real fights that captured my attention. I was actually having trouble you know, staying awake and stop telling me it's because I'm old. It was just because it was what it was. But Edson, I have to say, my God. Much respect to my brother. Definitely, definitely much respect. That, Fighting is not all about giving beatings. It's about what you can take and push forward. And that's, that's what he did. He was hard obstacle. He pushed forward. Did man, the best he can. In the last round, to get up after the beating he was taking and to pull those spin kicks out like he did was crazy. Yeah, he hit, he hit him hard. He, the second one he, he threw. a couple. Like, oh. Yeah, the second one he hit him and with. And that's what could be grabbing him again. Yes. Again. I'm not, I'm not yeah, he's like, I'm not playing around anymore. But I say is if he fought like that the first couple of rounds, he'd have been good. But Khabib, you can't give him that real estate. You can't. You got nah. to you you meet Khabib with aggression. You and, can't. And the problem with Edson is. And he, that's what caught. That's why Johnson was able. Because Johnson really. Johnson moves. Johnson wasn't moving that far. But also. But the difference is. Johnson has a long boxing style. Yeah. Edson's got that upright tight game. Yeah. And if you slip his punch, you're inside. Yeah. Where Johnson was keeping Khabib on the outside more, and Khabib had to eat punches on the way in, and that's why he was able to chip him up. And also, Khabib had a bad nutritionist, horrible weight cut. The Johnson fight, he was not 100%. He was 100% against Definitely. Edson. Edson had a tough task in front of him. And I, I told you before, I, I really was thinking it through, and, I, and the Khabib that fought Michael Johnson, I said Edson beats him. But that was not the Khabib. That beat Michael Johnson. That was a hundred percent complete different level. Could be that me, was Edson didn't fight like himself either. Edson doesn't run that much. Edson literally was running the whole fight. Yeah, and I heard Mark in the corner tell him to pivot off and stuff. And honestly, I, I was watching. He wasn't. Saying, he wasn't pivoting. He was completely I, running. Yeah. I understand what Mark was saying. Mark was saying hit, pivot. Yeah. There, was there, was a dis- there was a disconnect yeah. there on what he had to do. I don't think he understood uh, really yeah. what the uh, pivot meant. He probably Mark probably went okay. You know, Mark definitely breaks it down, but. Were you in a fight? Whatever. Yeah, I, they they just they they were on different pages, yeah. but, but it's a learning experience, uh, and I, he's going to come back better. Impressive was Edson getting up also. Yeah, getting out and getting up, not getting submitted, taking the damage. He knew what punches to take Damn. and what punches not to take, and definitely on the ground. He was in crazy shape because that was a high pace, 
hard fight. Yeah, with constantly a moving, big, constantly strong, ground. smashing machine on top of him. That was that was rough. So I, I I got it. That's one of those ones you lose the fight, but massive amount of respect for Edson Definitely. on that. I have respect for both of them, but I actually have more respect for Edson because he faced way more adversity and kept trying to win. He didn't just get into that mode because I looked at him. He ain't getting survival. There's he a couple. To, I still I'm still going out there to fight my best fight. There was three times I saw a look on his face and said, "Wait a minute, I think he's gonna quit," and then pop, boom, back up, throwing yeah. punches. Okay, he's still in it. Holy shit! Like that was that was impressive. Definitely. When you think someone's dead and then they come back, it's like okay, and then zombie fight. Yeah, and then the the main event, it was what it was. I, I I don't think it was as close as the judges believe, or you you think it was closer I than I do. I you was I, half sleep. It don't count. No, nah, I was fully awake for nah, that. You're a liar. No, I drank a cup of coffee before that That's one. I, was I know you was half sleep. Nah, I was. They kick in to like twenty minutes later. But I I I think Holly Holm, fake point fights. I don't think. I don't think she was landing stuff, and I so, like I said the first two rounds she was landing because her clinch work side, was good and Cyborg, her physical strength was good, but her punching Cyborg, power sucked. The only reason that she was landing because Cyborg was timing it. So Cyborg was yeah. Cause Cyborg took the first two was like, okay. This isn't really gonna hurt me at all. So she's like do do do, and you notice by the third round that do 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 came back with a right hand left hook right hand, and all of them just connected hard on Holly's whole face man her face was messed up it afterwards was. and and that was weird too holly kept doing the same thing over and over and i'm watching it going whoever makes the adjustment and figures this out like if holly figures out that she's doing the same thing over and over and changes it the dynamic here the could really change she had to do but literally was go up down up in order to change the whole aspect the head kick would have worked I don't know why she kept going to the clinch on the fence. It was working. It was stopping her from getting hit. That's why was, she was going to the clinch. But it was safety. the same clinch. At, after she did it a couple times, in the beginning, I'm looking at it going, their strategy. She's trying to tire her out. She's putting her in a position that she's uncomfortable, making her fight different. But then it was, okay, she's doing it, and Cyborg's not worried about it. Cyborg now is like, whatever, keep doing it, keep doing it, because I'm just exactly, going to crack that's you. That's exactly what she was doing. Like, you're going to get off this cage sooner or later, and I'm going to punch you really hard in the face. And her kicks were really hard. Yes. Yeah. That was unnecessary. Like, she was putting death into those kicks. How how uncomfortable do you think Dana White was that Ben Askren and Tito Ortiz were in the house that night? I don't think he gave a flying fuck. With the amount of money that he has, yeah, I don't think he cares. The amount of things he has going on, I don't think he cares either. But it was really funny too. The two guys that troll him the hardest in the world were both cornering people. Aye, it's the way it goes. He got more money than both of them, so you can take the money that both of them have, put it together, and it's probably not even a tenth of what he's got after that deal they cut. Like that's it. (laughs) Damn. I think the UFC is going to have a strong 2018. There's a lot of big fights coming up. I think that a lot the, of big fights, a lot of strong newcomers. Yeah, there there are some guys. There's this one dude out of Jersey I heard of that's really strong, likes to throw elbows. But I think that 185 is going to be interesting. Which I think you getting into the UFC now is a great time because there's a lot of guys aging out and the top 10 I think is in a fluid position. So. We'll see what's going to happen at the end of 18. Who's going to be left at 85? You know, what do we have with... We got Rockhold and Whitaker coming up. Rockhold, Whitaker. Uh, if Rockhold loses, Rockhold, where, where is he going? Rockhold probably retire. You think so? Yeah. So he loses a chance about twice. You see how long it took him to come back from the last loss. Yeah. He's got other things going on, too. You know. He's he, got, he almost didn't even get that fight. Like, it was like, you just... And then we got um, Romero and um, Romero. Uh, Romero's savage. Romero and uh, dude from Hensel Gracie School. She fight who just Rocko just lost? Uh, who Rocko just beat? I mean, I'm so lost. Not Weidman. No, who Rocko just beat? Beat? Yeah, black dude. Wasn't that Bronson? No. Who's Bronson fighting? Isn't Brunson fighting in Charlotte? No, Brunson's fighting. Brunson. Vitor. Is he? Get it together, yes. Wow. All right, I got to do no, my wait. homework. Brunson's no. Oh, who the hell? No, you know. Oh no, no. Brunson's fighting. No, Brunson just fought, didn't he? No, Brunson's fighting in Charlotte. I know that. I don't know who he's fighting. No, uh, Jacare. He's fighting Jacare. Yes, he's that's a good Jacare, fight. Uh, Jacare is the one guy in the Hall, mix. Hall's too. fighting. Um, that's the fight. Oh Hall's God. fighting. Uh, I want you to fight Uriah Hall so bad. 
Hoss fighting Vitor. Don't ignore that. I want you to fight your eye Hoss so bad. I fight everybody. I know, but pay grade's not there yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Suck it up and ride the wave. Yeah, but I think that there's going to be a big attrition in the the top ranks. Branch. He's fighting Branch. Okay. Branch is tough. Yeah. That's a tough fight for anybody. He's a well-rounded guy, and I think having your first fight in the UFC against Luke Rockhold, that's a tough one. That wasn't his first fight. What? That wasn't his first fight. Branch's first fight in the UFC? It was not Rockhold. Who was it then? He beat up, uh, that's like his fourth fight in the UFC. No. Yeah, bro. He just came over from World Series. He's been here for a while. He's, right. he's been fighting back to back, yeah. It's all turned into one thing. This is what happens when your wife gets pregnant. Your brain gets scrambled. No, don't blame it on her. It's I got to blame it on somebody, it's man. Age, buddy. I got to get more organized with my thoughts here. Got to start smoking some weed. Oh, my God. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. That's what everybody says. No, it's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, I can tell because off the drops, he was dead. I know. You know, that 3% THC in the ear is something else. Killed me. Killed me. I'm too clean. I don't know. But I think that 185 this year, it's good. Light, the lighter weights, my God. There's so much talent down there. Uh, Dillashaw and... I, him I think and, Dillashaw's trying to drop down to... Him and Mighty Mouse. Yeah. That's a fight. That I don't know, how, I don't know fight. how he's going to do at 125, though. I don't know how his body's going to take to that. That's but I still think that's a great fight. I just want to see it. Yeah, I don't definitely. care what happens. I just want to see it. To Mighty see, Mouse is definitely one of the greatest. And I think TJ... I mean, Dwayne Ludwig is like his secret weapon. The, the game plans that they pull together are rock solid. Definitely. Definitely a very. It's crazy how you sly, see sly, slick guy with the striking. When you talk about coaches and teams and all that, I think we're seeing a new rise of one-on-one relationships versus the big room gyms. Yeah, one-on-one relationships. I think Monty Mouse said it the best. One-on-one relationships get you ready for every situation better. Yeah, look at Max Holloway. Yeah, Max Holloway. He's got the same team that really doesn't train too many other people. Uh, you you like when you get comfortable Dwayne. when you get comfortable with somebody y'all know each other's niches and yeah you start trying new stuff like that's what he said with the uh, dude he caught in like the suplex armbar yeah he said we just been training that he said me and my coach are so comfortable that that's just something we came up with you can't do that in a big room because when you're fighting for attention from your coach that's not right yeah definitely. That's why I think that guys that they get too big. Uh, I mean, someone was throwing out stats online today about how Jackson's has dropped a lot of fights. I mean, it's it's twenty something fights in a row. I don't I don't know if that's one hundred percent accurate, but there's a lot of losses as of late. And people talk about how great that team is, but I'm looking at the size of the facility, and I know how much it takes to run a facility of that size. They're not cheap. And then you look at the amount of guys that they have in the room, and it's great that you have so many names, but you only have so many coaches. That's something I think you should bring your head coach out to or your coach, but to have the guys to be able to work with. Yes, so if you have your core yeah. group, you go out there to get the work with yeah. those people, but you can't rely on them for everything. Yeah, but when you dive in, like, look at Joanna. She moved to an ATT, and she completely yeah. changed her type of punching in a defense movement. I, I, I like, think for get, her... The problem is people get caught up with the hype. And she got, I think she got scared of the lack of wrestling. And she went and I think she spent too much time wrestling and just got too cocky with her striking. So I don't. She did the Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Got cocky and got the throne. That's what happened. I say humble. Yeah. I think a lot of that aggressiveness is just comes out of insecurity too. I think that that's that hype machine that they do for themselves to like. Mentally just, get ready. Yeah. yeah. Make themselves feel like they're ready even if they're not. That's why I, I'm not a big fan of being over the top like that you know there's putting on a show i think connor puts on a show but i don't feel like connor believes his own bullshit no i think he believes what he believes no, he believes he's one of the greatest you got to to be in this sport but i think if he's actually believe- made the steps to believe the yeah, things yeah. that he believes but all the nonsense talk that he does yeah, he just does the, that he just does that as a that's like Charles son and Charles son and just makes shit up on the fly he's a pro yeah. wrestler basically yeah. at this point but he connor just does it to piss you off Tito actually Connor, believed Connor does that to suck you into his counter yeah. puncher because that's what he is, a counter yeah. puncher. Yeah. I want you to try to take my face off. Yeah. So, ha ha. Yeah, Welcome to my world. Get so mad you come we out. You did that him. to Aldo. Yep. Aldo wanted to kill him, so he jumped in and basically guy. impaled himself on that punch. Yeah. Aldo was one of my favorite fighters, and it's, it's hard to watch him struggle now. I thought WEC Aldo was one of the best things Definitely. I've ever seen. 
Did you just break the microphone? You did. Maybe not. No, dude. No, no, no. Come on. You're not even... Oh, my God. I think he broke the microphone. He's a liar. No, you got to... Is this a click in? No, no. You got to just play with it until it goes... So it's in already. Sit down. It's in already. There you go. I lied. It wasn't in. I was way off. Okay, I fixed it. That's funny. That's the second time I pulled it out. That's why I look like (laughs) it. Because I didn't know it was supposed to go that deep. You know, you look at the teams that are struggling... Like a Jackson's, okay, they're struggling. And you could say a lot of things you want. One thing about success, if you don't keep a challenger's mentality, you lose the edge that got you to where you are. And that's why I think you see so much turnover. MMA in particular, boxing, these guys get used to money before they're champs. They've got money. Boxers get paid a lot better. So you can go from making no money to making real money super fast. So you could go from last year, if you're a challenger, you could be a six-figure guy to being a seven-figure guy overnight, and you know. But the majority of your career, you're making nothing. Yeah. I mean, you're living in mom's basement, saving your pennies, yeah. living off what your sponsors will give you, and then you get some real money, and that changes you. It exposes any weaknesses that you had as a person, weaknesses for sure. Weaknesses or brings the bad out of you. Yeah, I think there's a there's a rare person who doesn't care about the money and stay smart i think mighty mouse is one of those guys he's he seems pretty well grounded he's I not think, running around okay, with the problems the, i think you worded it wrong everybody cares about the money just don't let the money run them there's a difference okay because nobody's doing this shit for free especially at his time he's like i'm not he he's cemented his legacy now he's like now nah, i'm gonna make as much money as possible yeah i think if you have a long-term view about it when it comes to the money you've got to realize that the career is only going to be so long yes, and unless you, you want to be working at ups after your fight career you, you better keep going to ups i don't know why <laughs> somebody said that once and then i also think about the fact that gary goodridge the famous pride and k1 fighter worked for ups during a lot of that time and it wasn't until later in his career that he's actually able to leave i don't know so it's always fighters in their off season and UPS got connected with me in my brain. <laughs> so there is there is a method to the madness. It's just I, I don't hate on UPS. Keep that shit to yourself. All right, I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> he said this method I'll probably me. say it next time we speak. You will. That's yeah. definitely a go to. Yeah. So what do you what are you uh what are you looking at for so we're getting camp going again, but what are you looking at that uh, you're you're dreading or looking forward to over the next four weeks, let's say? Uh Sparring out of shape on Saturday? Yeah, definitely. Sparring <laughs> out of shape. But I don't dread it. I just, you know how I am. I just mentally prepare myself like, this is going to fucking suck. Yeah, but at least, you know, the band gets back together. Yeah. Hopefully, at least, at, least I, at least I know two of the three are fat and out of shape. Yeah, but, but I don't know how Rex is going to come down. Rex might come down guns a blazing because you know how he is. He doesn't get to, He doesn't get to play with the big boys that much. So when he comes down, it's like... He's in the gym hitting the bag every day. I can't wait to see the I boys I can't again. wait to punch through one of these fuckers' faces. Because he has no tight. I hope he has new gloves. That's what I hope. Someone gets some new gloves for Christmas. Because I'm little Yeah, he, rags, he wears little, little gloves. rags he called yes. gloves. I'm yes. like, there's no padding and my face can feel it. So I'm going to throw heavy kicks until you calm down. It'll be good to see everybody sparring back again. That's the one thing you know. You're kind of back in the zone when once you start throwing, and then yeah. you're more motivated to hit the get, pads. Get, yeah. get, get you, getting punched in the face motivates yeah. a lot. Like and then you go, you go into the conditioning serious. a little bit more. You're going a little bit harder. It's always it's always that that great motivator. That's the hardest part when you stop fighting is you you get into a place where oh why am I working out again? Oh, much. stay in shape. Who cares? Fat and happy. It's harder to maintain than most people think. It It really is hard to get motivated when you don't have. Most people don't understand like why fighters go from zero to one hundred. With as in like just just, like say fuck it, I'm not doing anything for a while because we die for like max ten weeks straight of hard hard training like beating up the body the mind but you also are waking up realizing there's another human being yeah. that's thinking about killing you every day yeah so when so, you have that chance like yo nobody's trying to kill me this month yeah so maybe I'll just get fat and kill myself I can, <laughs> I can eat everything yeah time to test my stomach people ask where's the discipline come from 
it's knowing that there's another human being that wants to hurt me really bad. Yeah. And I also... On national TV. On national... <laughs> international television. International television. With my shirt off. With my shirt off. <laughs> and some little ass shorts. Yeah. <laughs> so, I want to look good. I don't want to be embarrassed. And I want to shut as many of the trolls on Twitter up as exactly. possible. Luckily, I haven't got to that point yet. You haven't been hit by the trolls yet? You haven't done anything worth trolling once, yet. Once in a while. I, I get a lot more supporters than trolls because they like my fighting style. They like your style... They like your story. Yeah, they like they like to fuck it at me. Yeah, you haven't had the UFC behind the scenes where you did anything completely ridiculous. You're not, yeah. you know, you're not showing them your like parrot collection or yeah. something weird. Hey, look at my parrot collection yeah. and my um, custom made flags. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see my comic collection? Or you no. hit the like uh, I'm, hating on comic I'm a fighter characters. and a rock star. Yeah, this is my band. Nobody wants to hear. That. Yeah, like, don't try to push. That. I see what you're doing, but nice try. So far, you've been lucky. So you keep knocking out dudes in the first round, choking them out, armbarring them, knocking them out, whatever it takes. Well, like I said, it'll all be good. Like I said, when I find that one person who would take a punch and not try to wrestle fuck me, we can get that. I am. I am actually looking forward to the fight that we can go for three rounds, bloody and, and painful. Yeah. Like that's like literally every camp. That's what I mentally get ready for. I know a bloody painful fight. I remember Nate Marquardt went on a tear where he beat a couple guys in a row in the first round. And then he came out and he had a long fight and he definitely wasn't ready for it. I don't remember the specifics, but I remember watching and I was looking at this going, man, I feel bad that he won all those fights so fast. He he must have lost that motivation. Yeah. I absolutely can understand it. You go out there, you win a fight in a couple in 2 minutes, let's say, or a minute or whatever, and then you look at all the time that you put in and then each camp it gets harder and harder and harder to say, I need to put all this time in for how much work? But, yeah, the reason you can get out of there in two minutes is because you put in you know, two yeah, to three times work. a day, six weeks. No, I, you know, I think I got to do that because the type of team we got. True. Because you can't, you're not going to, sparring is real. Like, our sparring is real. Our sparring is fights. And we work harder in the off-season than most yeah. people work in-season. Yeah, so our sparring and our work is fights. Like, yeah. so I can like, sparring, we go, like, four to five to seven to eight rounds of hard sparring. Like, non-stop grinding, pushing, bloody. But I find, too, for the first time in my own career, I feel that I found that rhythm where we can benefit from the mistakes that, Again, 2018, it's 20 years I'm doing this. So if I haven't learned at this point, I'm never learning. (laughs) So I feel like I found that balance between going too hard, having too many wars, doing too much work. Because last camp. That was the balance, man. And it was hard, though. The camp before that was probably the worst camp. The camp before the Contender Series. Because that was like like almost a two- to three-month camp. Because we just that was three fights yeah, in a row. Back, it was like so bang, 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 bang. So my body, that was the wear down. That's when my body started to give out a little bit, like the but, shoulders. But the we knees. trained really smart going yeah. into that. We were taking into account the grind, and we yeah. were doing the work. It was super intense when we did it, but we, we weren't doing two-hour sessions. Yeah. We were coming in, getting <clears throat> 45 minutes, hard work yeah. in, getting the sparring in, but then also pulling it back. When you were hurt, okay, we're done for the day. Yeah. We didn't. It wasn't. Try to push through the pain. Yeah, you know when you don't have anything lined yeah. up and something gets tweaked, it's like, oh, suck it up, let's go. Yeah. Like we we knew, and that that was again. That's having a relationship where we under you trust what I'm going to tell you to do, and I understand where you're at, and also trusting with Corey and with Rex and all the other guys in the room. You know that's that's where the experience side is letting go of that ego and allowing other people's influence to come in. You know, not trying to hammer the the square through the circle in a lot of ways. You got to yeah. find the rhythm of the guy that you're working with, and you got to and you got to figure that out. I mean, we have everybody's got different paces. There are certain guys that we know that we can push a lot further because physically they just can whatever. So eh, that's that's why I think that it goes back to that more one on one versus the big room kind of thing. I'm much happier when I'm working with a handful of guys, where instead of a massive room. I want the room, but I only think of like three guys while they're yeah. working their way through it. Even when I've had a big room, when we've had sparring with 20 guys on the mat, but it's still three or four guys that I'm using the rest of the room to get ready. Because yeah. I, I can't get everybody ready. I'm only one person. Yeah, and as a fighter, you like to be around fighters because you train differently. Like yeah. It's hard for me to train hard when we're training with regular students than 
training with another fighter. Like yep. when I'm training with quarter, we have a higher pace. You yeah. actually break the hard sweat. You actually like burn, like burn the burn the calories. And it's twisted because when you hurt yeah. each other, you feel like you're making each other stronger. Yeah. <laughs> when you train with regular average, the average Joe, they're not trying to go as hard as you. So you have to bring it back to abide by them because you want to be an asshole. Yeah. Like you don't want to be that guy in the gym that's just murdering innocent bystanders for no reason. The one thing I see a value in too, I know I was looking off into nothingness <laughs> there. Trying to see where I was looking. But one thing I, I, I do see a value in is working with a guy that doesn't have a fight coming up and you have to help them. It really does make you connect the dots. Yeah. There's times that I'll put you and other guys that have fights in a position where they have to understand what it is they do more because I know that's ultimately going to help them. If you're going to be a coach or not, it doesn't matter. Knowing your craft, not just doing what I say. And that was a mistake I made when I was young. Jay Teitelbaum... He was, I used to joke, I called him my personal PlayStation because I just literally used to sit in the corner and I, it was like A-A-A-B-B, up, down. He just, whatever, whatever I said, he, he would do and he would win. But if I wasn't there and I wasn't saying anything, he didn't know what to do because I programmed him to listen, not to fight. Yeah. And that was a huge mistake. And that was my ego. That was yeah. me being a dumbass coach. That was me being a young guy who needed that influence. But I don't need that now. Now I just need guys to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it comes down to. And you have a much better chance winning when guys are self-sufficient, where it's a balance, where we work on getting you ready, but we get you so ready when time comes. You can execute with – I mean, if anything happens, if I can't show up, I lose my voice, or it changes. You, We make sure that your IQ is right so that you can adjust, and that's quicker. Because yeah. if you're waiting for me to speak – you're, that waiting time, the other guy's doing work. And if he's smarter than you are out there, he's going to beat your ass. Yeah. So we've got to make sure that I'm just going to gently nudge you in the right direction in a fight versus having to give you the commands that you have, you're have. you like absolutely relying on to win. That's why it's crazy. You win in ways that we weren't even thinking about for that particular time, but it was stuff we've worked on. Yeah. You know, it's just different strokes, man. Yeah, most People situations, you don't hear your corner. No. Like you don't consciously hear your corner. You hear like you hear like you hear it, but it's like I'm not listening. We I'm don't train that to, to yeah. be that way. That that's the difference. We did. I yeah. did use train that way, yeah. but I don't now. And it, it you know, I when you walk out there, you have to be your own man, you have to fight your own way. You do represent, but you're the one doing that. So you have to be prepared. Yeah. And most people understand that well, a lot of coaches get mad from what I see that when a person the coach yells outside the person's throat. You gotta understand, you're not seeing what he's seeing. So you're yelling at something that he might think might get him hit. And seeing and feeling are completely yeah. different things. Yeah, most people don't understand that. They're like, oh, he should listen to his coach. Well, he probably didn't feel comfortable throwing that because he felt like he's going to get hit because he was in the wrong position. But then at certain times, there are things that, I mean, I've said it to yeah. you too. When you feel, if you feel uncomfortable, still throw it. Yeah. But we have that conversation. Yeah. I don't just say, why are you not listening? Yeah. I can identify why you're not throwing. We'll break that down super fast, yeah. move forward. And that's the really important thing because that's the ego shit with coaches that drives yeah. me nuts where you get to coach. I've seen coaches in the corner smacking their guy. How come you're not doing what I tell you to? If you would just you do what one, I tell you to, one, what, that, one, that one uh, meme going around with a dude spit mad water on his dude? No. Yeah, the dude put up a whole, like, put the whole bottle of water in his mouth and spit on his fighter. I would have fucked you up. Wow. It was that much. It was that disrespectful. Wow. I don't care what type of relationship you have. In the middle of a fight, first of all, it's illegal because you can't have that much water on you, so you had to wipe them down yeah, anyway. But, so for you to spit the, on them is like. And he's probably Latin or something, too, so it's probably like even even more of an issue. I had. I was. What does Latin have to do with them being an issue? They get, they get crazy with that. Spitting on you and stuff. Oh, Those Mexicans get nuts in the corner. Come on now. Now, it makes now I'm getting in trouble now, here. Now, now I'm getting in trouble. Me. Now I'm pushing limits. I was cornering as part of a team for a guy. I wasn't his primary coach. And the primary guy got in, smacked him in the face. I, I stepped back. I said, I don't, I don't know if I want to be in this corner anymore. We're going too far here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But I know that the guy has to make some adjustments, but I don't think slapping him in the face is actually going to motivate him. And even afterwards, it, it, there was that moment where it was kind of – yeah, if you ever do that again, we're going to have a problem. There's going to be a fight. We had this conversation when you smacked me in the back. I'm like, bro, like, I addressed it after the fight, but I'm like, did I stop smacking me like that? <laughs> that shit hurt. And I'm in the zone. You smacked me out of the zone. Yeah, That's how hard you smack me. But sometimes, but, but, 
I'm like, oh my god. You know what's really funny though? Some guys like need that, that yeah. and we found out you didn't need that, yeah, and I don't do it anymore. It's all I'm good. Like, we have to address this now because he put all heaven and earth into that smack. <laughs> <laughs> smack. <laughs> but man, smack the soul out of my body. We're looking at it's it's uh, January second, and I'm living in Instagram, Twitter, Facebook hell of bro science and shitty coaching where all of the nonsense that we sit around and scratch our heads about is taken to the forefront all, all the guys that are going crazy with their phones right now talking about all their nonsense Man. oh my god how many how many bad coaches do we have to be faced with online right now there, uh, it's, there's so many bad coaches that dilutes the good coaches yeah so boom most people can't tell the difference now because people can talk such a good game Yes. The people don't understand, like, oh, he actually doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Good marketing is not good coaching. Yeah. You could, these guys could sell anything. I'll watch a tutorial, and I'm like, this guy watched the tutorial <laughs> and put it on oh and act like he came up with it, and now his students are getting murdered. People ask me why I don't post more about what we do. I'm like, because I don't have an assistant, and I'm actually coaching. I don't have time. I can't, why don't I have pictures and, of myself on Instagram? We, and we like to surprise people. Uh, Surprise! Spinning uh, elbow. <laughs> Death. <laughs> but at the same time, I would document a lot of the things that we do as a gym, per se, yeah, not necessarily definitely. our private sessions. But I would, I would document more things. But it's hard. Like I'm not going to stop class. I doing my one shot of class is a pain in my ass. Like I, I got to take you your video, just, whatever. You could just put up a standing video that's have it running the whole time. When we want to say something. Yeah, but I don't want to give that much away. No, I you, you don't put away. the whole thing. You you cut it down to what you actually want to say. But again, that's a lot. Like doing all these videos is a lot well, of work. That's what they do. I know, but the guys that are really good at that, they tend to mostly just do that, and that's why they're not really the best coaches because they're spending so much time <laughs> on Instagram. Because you got to give and get. <laughs> I mean, it is. Give and get that's, that, that's that balance. I mean, that's why I guess the ultimate goal here is we get an assistant who kind of follows us around at the right time and helps yeah. us get through all this stuff. Well, when we have enough money for that, then we get there. But until eh, It's all coming, so it is what it is, but it is the struggle. It's the balance because I noticed that a lot of the better coaches don't get the coverage but it's because they're really busy nerding out on their craft i mean for me i know that i spend time thinking about growing the business side of it because we have to but the majority of my time is i'm thinking about how am i going to motivate the team to do the things they have to do and then formulating the things they have to do and all that kind of stuff there's a lot of work and going into formulating the training and making sure everything's right and then too the physical toll of actually doing this the recovery time I come in all fired up. All right, we're going to do this, and then afterwards I'm going to do that. But then the reality is I come in and I do that, and then afterwards I go recover because I'm now dead. <laughs> it's it's not that's, easy. That's when uh, pre-workouts and uh, proteins start coming in. Too. But you don't need to take that. Cause no, because I'm fat. If I add any more calories to my diet, I'm just going to get fatter. Well, that's not like a personal problem. It is a personal problem. <laughs> it's a serious personal problem. I'm too heavy as it is. You be all right. You like 200. No, I'm actually like 192. I know. I just like to make you feel better. I know. Thanks. Now I'm going to go home and not eat dinner because you said that. Uh, You're a liar. I know. I'm actually going home to amazing dinner that my wife's going to make for me. I'm probably going to make some eggs and some avocado. You Mm. do that for dinner? I'm a breakfast guy at night. Somebody was talking. And it's easier to count the calories. Somebody posted a video with uh, Forrest I think it was Forrest Griffin talking about it. He was talking about how he believes in circadian rhythms and guys training at the time that they fight. What do you think about yes, the time I, in which I you believe, train? I believe that. As in, like, if you fight in, like, 24 hours, difference which usually you should get used to that time because you don't want to have to surprise your body because you might not react the way you want yeah. to. So I'd rather you – I'd rather – if I'm fighting – if I would fight 6 o'clock in the morning here, but it's – Seven o'clock at night there, then yeah. it's like okay, I gotta switch that up. Yep, because you want to wake up like damn, I'm not awake at all. This sucks. When I was fighting in Japan, I actually would switch over to living on their time, two to three weeks out from yeah, the trip. A lot of people do it. Uh, Frankie, Frankie did that. Frankie told me about that. He said, "Yo, if you ever have to fight, no, Ed, not Frankie, uh, Eddie Alvarez told me. He said, yeah, yeah, if you ever like, he had a lot of fights. Yeah, over. that's why he was like, if you ever have to, you should start like." Waking up at that time, just get used to your body moving at that time. Yeah. The crazy part about that, even doing that, four days into the trip, I would pass out for about 18 hours. Because yeah. your you're you know, living on you know, complete opposite time. That travel tears up your body. You all right there, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. 
Australia was the worst. I flew six or seven hours to California and then flew 18 hours from L.A. to Sydney. That was the worst. Now, this is a beautiful place. Yes, and I stayed there a long time because I said, if I do those two trips back-to-back, I'll kill myself. So I flew in two weeks before the fight, and I stayed about three weeks after the fight. So you just like, enjoyed life. I did. I did. That's what you do when you're young. That's what you do. I see that. Yeah, that was good, too, because I broke my hand and cracked my shin down there fighting. So, yeah, so uh, I couldn't hop on a plane and go back home. Playing that pressure? No, that wouldn't have been good. I'm pretty sure I had a bad concussion as well. That was a, that was a rough trip. <laughs> so that was a long, long, long trip. I was talking to Sean Tompkins once. The, the late Sean Tompkins, and we were talking about just crazy fights, and he told me that he went and fought in Venezuela once. That would sound like a good idea. Well, I fought in Venezuela, too. That's it was fun, but crazy. That's why yeah, I said it don't sound like because fighters, we either go 100% in or 100% okay. out. But in Venezuela, 20 years ago, was a lot different than Venezuela today. It wasn't on the verge of resolution. Like, it's worse, because back then you really could do whatever the fuck you yeah, wanted. It was pretty nutty. There were some things that happened yeah, that I, I, just I, I can't throw on. some people under the bus on that. But it got wild. He went down there. He remembers being there. He remembers warming up to fight. And then he remembers being on a couch back home in Canada. He doesn't remember anything from the back room to being home. He literally wakes up from a nap on the couch going, how the hell did I get here? That's the issue. That's crazy. How hard yeah. do you think he got hit down there? And he too said he, he won the fight too, which is crazy. I've had that. I had a fight that they were cutting the tape off my hands. And I said, why are you cutting the tape off? Do you do my hands wrong? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, I got to wait a minute. And they're like, yeah, you already fought. I couldn't remember it. I remember kind of warming up. And then there was this bright light. And then I was sitting in the back and everything hurt. And I won. Strange. Strange how how brain trauma will affect us. Carl has just... His phone has just captured his attention. Let's get somebody oh, asked no. for... Uh, what they say? Hey, champ, sorry to bother you, but today is my birthday. 3rd of January, which is not... Is it the 3rd? No, today's the 2nd. Okay. He doesn't even know when his birthday is. He's a liar. <laughs> and I was wondering if I could get a congratulation video... By the best UFC fighter I know. They said sorry for asking for too much. Laughy, laughy face. I have no idea who this guy is. That's pretty I, cool, though. I don't think I know who he is. I'm That's like, pretty cool. Is that the first request like that you've gotten no, yet? No, I've gotten a lot of weird requests. I'm not talking about your personal life. I'm talking about your fight life. Yeah. Both. <laughs> <laughs> I've got both. And, uh, I, I try to respond to everybody. I'm not a dickhead. Are you still, are you still getting mad attention in Neptune? Too much. Too much? Yeah, so I kind of stray away from it now. Like, I don't go out that much. Uh, stay in my circle, stay in, uh, around the people I know doing positive things. Let me ask you this, that. though. Is it is it staying away from it because it's temptation or staying away from it because it's just not good things? Both. Okay. At least you're honest. Got At least you're honest. Both. How old are you? 27. 27. So, yeah, you're like savage time. You are prime savage right now. <laughs> Things could get extremely ugly. Real quick. That's real, real like, quick. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I have to show somebody that. There's so, a lot of things right now that you're looking at, and you're, and on the front side, you're like, man, this could be so much fun. But then you look at the back side, you're like, no, I can't do this. Man, I can't, the back side of this is going to be it. really it's, nasty. It's, it's horrible. Horrible. So I'm like, I kind of stay away from going out that much. Uh, I, I still talk to a lot of people, as in a keep connected. So I can help them as they supported me. Like we got a lot of business owners trying to get their self together. So gotta support the hometown. Otherwise, stay my ass in the house and play video games. What's the video game of choice right now? Right now, Call of Duty. Uh, the new one. Ghost, Re- yeah, Ghost Recon, the new one. And I only like to play on a fuck that story mode and zombies. You know, I'm watching a lot of Netflix and uh, Hulu. My son just found this show on Netflix. It's it's the breaking the magician's code. It's this guy comes out. He's got it, so he doesn't tell you who he is, and he basically explains how magic tricks are done. He's, so he's been, an asshole. He's been binge watching this now for three days straight. Just let's know your son's gonna be a magician. My son, I don't know what the hell he's gonna be. Neither can my my daughter's in switch like four times. I want to be an astronaut. I'm like, first of all, how'd you figure that out? And what? And then like two hours later, I want to be a teacher. Does your daughter want to be a fighter? Yes. She wants to be a ninja, not a fighter. Okay. She don't want to be a ninja like daddy. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> I, there's no like what kind of response is that like great let's get you to a class <laughs> no my daughter's violent enough let's like you know the problem classes. for me because we don't have a kids class my biggest problem with kids is like my son want he told me he wants to do something but I'm gonna put him in the I right don't know spot where I don't want to send him anywhere that's why I was asking you about your boy yeah I know Mike's the one we gotta yeah. hook it up with because that he would be the only guy yeah because you said that like six years ago yeah. I still didn't get a couple weeks ago Mike went through couple. some issues and the holidays were, were tough so we're all issues. and we we had something we kind of had to get ready for and life's been a little chaotic so that was after that. I know, but life's been, after but that. it's been a little chaotic. You got to admit, no, it hasn't. For, Not for well, that. Well, for me, it hasn't. No, one hasn't. You're a liar. You I'll connect you. You know what? Mike McIntosh will be connected with Carl Roberson very soon. My buddy Mike so has you know, a. That sounded super weird. Well, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to explain it so it doesn't come off as kind of too late. Too late. Here. You had your 30 second window. So you lost Mike, Mike McIntosh has a martial arts school on 35 in. I don't know if it's Wall or Seagirt. But East Coast Karate, and he would be one of the only people I would trust my kid going to. Because I don't want to walk into a like a place and they teach some BS. I don't want to have to unteach it. Yeah, because I want to have to be the person like. First of all, I want I want to go to a place that's going to be like oh that's a UFC fighter's daughter. Let me yeah. no, I hate that because then she's going to be acting like she gets special treatment. I'm gonna hate that. So I'm gonna go and, someone who I know. And I don't want the jerk off coach. I don't even they're not even coaches because. I don't want the jerk off school that's going to start taking pictures of us and associating it with their brand. Yeah, because then this. And I'm not being selfish about it. They just haven't done the work. Anybody yeah. that's done the work, I don't mind. Any gym that's done the work, they can attach themselves, hashtag yeah. it, whatever. I'm cool. But if you haven't done the work and you're trying to claim something, yeah. get the hell out of here. Don't mind the that's we got a couple people we know that do that. Yeah, that's they try. That's disrespectful. They try. They just make themselves look it. stupid. <laughs> Especially, especially there's one. I'm not going there, though. I'm kind of shut up about that. See, but there's more than one. So I say one, and the funny part is they're all thinking I'm talking about them right now. There's more than one for you. There's only one for me. I don't know who the other ones are. Well, you do, but we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. I, off the top of my head, I don't know. You do. The one, you yeah, definitely yeah. know. That's why I said I don't you know. You know that I one. I know the one. But you know, know the one. I don't know the other few. Like, the those. two, three, and four, you're kind yeah, of confused, but, saying, but two, they three, are four, there. They are there. I don't know those. <laughs> uh, so, Carl, I think we've said enough. Yeah, it was a good talk. Just shoot your shit. It's- Basically, we really did shoot the shit. Yeah, that's what it is. I hope everybody had a good holiday. Come back refreshed. Had a little break. And, uh, you know, get in. You know we have to get on here? Mike, therapist. Physical therapist. I'm working on that. I'll, I'll talk to him tomorrow. You've um, seen him? Yeah. I'm going to stop by. I got my shoulder stretched out. Because I want to talk to him because he opened up a pliable. Yeah, no, I'm supposed to go out there too. Uh, I know. He hit me up about that. We're supposed to go out and, there. Uh, I want to talk to him about that because that's cool. And I also... Balancing physical therapy business, kids, pliables, pliables, workers. Yeah, all that balance. That's something I want to get into because that's one thing you I got know. A good a massage lot of therapist have, there. You should trouble. go get massaged. Who? I don't know. But they have a good massage therapist. Yeah, he's great. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Why are you smiling? Weird. Love it. Oh my gosh. What? I'm a little nervous no, now. No, it's okay. Good. And then uh, when I went in there a couple of days ago, they did um, the needle therapy where they put the needle in you and like, they shot like, the, the electric that hurt? I ain't fucking do that. I mean, it was big as shit. I'm like, I'm not getting stabbed. Stop being a punk. You're a fighter. No. No. That has nothing to do. You got, I don't like needles, man. And it was like, well, you got tattoos. Tattoos. That's what I was just going to say. Tattoos and getting stabbed no. with something. is Tattoos are poking you. They, you basically getting scratched. Yeah. Like, injecting me with yeah. a needle... It's different. completely and different. injecting me Forget with a needle that. and then sh- like adding electricity to it. Fuck, this look like a horror film. Like I'm not going to do no. that. It's good for your muscles. Well, guess what else is good for muscles? Not doing that. Yeah, I can go to cryotherapy. Yeah. And freeze be my cold. nuts off. Be like, <laughs> refreshed after that. Like not get stabbed and then be tired after. Like oh my gosh, but I'm probably gonna stop in there tomorrow. I got Shane the barber coming on. Shane Bruno from Swagger and Blade. We're gonna. He's gonna come on next week. I've got Keith. Uh, from Bulldog and Barbells, we're definitely gonna we can get do his, this uh, Saturday. Get, uh, get um Marie on here too, the um, nutritionist. Yeah, and then we're gonna get Jay Titlebaum on and talk about going to the world's strongest man. And yeah, how do you do on that? I I think he did well for himself, but I don't think he placed in anything. Yeah. But well, I, he, but still, it's a world's yeah, strongest definitely. man. 
That's he's like that's like he that, kind of just started compared yeah, to some other guys. He's been so. doing this for I don't think he's been doing it two years. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, he just started. He literally made his own equipment in his garage, did a couple competitions, and then got invited to the world championships. That's crazy. And it's not a little sport. It's a big global sport. It's the world's strongest. World's not not okay. Not United States strongest man. Okay, but the there, there's a guy in Eatontown with a Taekwondo school that used to hold a world championship and he used to fight his students and he called himself a world champ by beating his students up in front of like five people in a gymnasium. So you can say a world whatever, but the legitimate world strongest I man feel like is that actually was a real thing. Like that can sound kind of personal. Was that no, one? Is there's that one actually. Of your there, no, this is another one that goes <laughs> way back. This is one of mine. <laughs> Just saying, mine. What you mean? This all, I only have Yo, one. There was a school. There is a school that's in the same town as us that back in the day used to hold a tournament. And they had an affiliate school up in Middletown. And they would invite only their affiliate school and their school. And they would do a tournament in their school. So they all would fight each other. And then they would go to the newspaper and they would say that they went to the whatever, whatever national championships. They made some fancy name up and said they won every uh, first to third in every division. They won them all. And the instructor won the grand championship in every division. And I'm like, of course, because they were the only ones that entered. <laughs> so, of course, they're the only and ones that won. That was really good marketing. That that's was some slick stuff. That's slick. Like, I'm hating on them because of its bullshit. But I'm also high five and saying that was that was pretty slick on the marketing side of it. You still suck, but it was good marketing. <laughs> <laughs> still fucking suck. But the marketing was very slick. Yeah. The one thing I will say, doing this podcast, I don't I very straightforward about I don't want this to turn into, you know, some love fest about what we do. But I do wanna talk about the interesting people that we have here that have done really big things in their life, not just necessarily from training with us, but training in general. Because taking yourself outside of your everyday and your comfort zone and doing a different skill and working through issues that you can't in other areas and finding a positive group of people and then finding success from it, that's the message. It's not, I'm great because, no. Training is great because, and I think no matter where you are, who you are, what you do, if you can find something that's going to help you make progress, go for it. I don't care if it's CrossFit, Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, MMA. I don't care if it's you know thumb wrestling. Whatever you want to do, I don't give a shit. Don't let it be thumb wrestling. Well, don't. hey, thumb wrestling may be cool somewhere in the I'm world. I'm too I don't much know. of an asshole for you to come up to me and tell me that you're a professional thumb wrestler. So basically, if you enjoy thumb wrestling, keep that shit to yourself. Don't email us. Don't contact Carl. Yeah, Keep it to yourself because it sounds like he might actually hunt you down. And I might break your thumb. Wow. First of all, hold on. Why first are you of threatening all, violence on people you don't all, even know? People that just that. have like a weird yeah. hobby. That's not a weird that, That's something. It's something. First of all, I'm a, I, I want to see how strong your thumb is because you seem like you work that out a lot. Yeah. So if you walk around with like a weirdly big thumb, I'm going to feel very You play a lot of video games, so you'll be good. That has nothing, you'll be to, good. That has nothing to do with strength. That's agility. You got to be quick. Yeah, quick, when, quick. when I Strong start, fingers break controllers. I remember when I first got a PlayStation, my thumbs were sore. 1984. Yeah, and my thumbs were sore, and I had Perenni there. He was like, are you even playing Call of Duty? I'm like, yeah, but I'm having trouble. My hands are bugging me. I don't know if it's from hitting the bag. He's like, oh, no, it's from the controller. That just blew my mind that I could be sore from playing PlayStation. Carl, tell people where they can find you, please. On Instagram, K underscore baby K. And on Twitter, it is. I don't know my Twitter name. Is. You gotta get you gotta get more prepared for this question. Uh, you know what the problem is? I don't give a fuck about it that much because I'm not that type of guy. But oh yeah, I was supposed to be looking it up as I was doing it. Yeah, but instead <laughs> you're like flipping through. So no, we're gonna, the, we're the gonna multi, bypass Carl. That I'm coming back as loan. Oh, no. Go ahead. You can go. All right. So if you want to find me, you can find me at brianwright732.com plus brianwright732 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find the gym at killerbcsa.com, also killerbcsa on Twitter and Instagram. You could also find the podcast at thehivecast.com. And I got to look this one up. If you have Amazon Alexa, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. If you have the Amazon Alexa app, you can find the podcast on there through the TuneIn Broadcaster. So if you go on Alexa and you say, I want to listen to the Hive podcast, we'll come up now. 
I'm okay with that. <laughs> We're also on iTunes, Google Play, but the main link is through the hivecast.com. Uh, leave us leave us some love send us some comments check us out share us help us get the word out to the community uh we've been having fun and we want to continue the conversation so carl anything you want to add yeah you can find me on twitter at he carl baby k i made that sound super r&b it's baby k yeah i'm weird today be right. i don't even know what to say after that check out our sponsors Sucker Punch Entertainment, the best management company around, plus Alienware. Meal plans to go. Meal plans to go. Swagger and Blade gives the best haircut in Asbury Park and the surrounding areas. Uh, New Jersey Nutrition. Yes, New Jersey Nutrition. They've get been your, a get huge your clean supplement Carl. And uh, Pure Spectrum, if you're looking for something. Carl and I were joking about it before, but I will tell you that I have had chronic neck pain for the most of my adult years from a lot of the horrible things I've done to myself when I didn't really know how to train right. But I took the Pure Spectrum uh, CBD oil, and it actually made me pain-free for a little while. Maybe a little weird, but it made me pain-free as well. So I would check it out, and there are links to ways you can save up to 15% on uh, your first order through the Hivecast.com. So we've said what we've had to say. Carl? We done? Yeah, we're signing out. All right. This is Brian Wright with Carl Roberson. The Hive is done. We are out.